0: Hello and welcome to Down the Stretch for the weekend of December the 28th 29th, 2019. I'm your host, Dan Davidson, broadcasting to you from beautiful Versailles, Kentucky, in the heart of thoroughbred country. Down the Stretch is a show dedicated to the review of the graded stakes racing action across the country. And if you're wondering what graded stakes means, or if you're new to the sport, They are the toughest level of competition in the sport of thoroughbred racing, and graded stakes are categorized by the Racing Commission as a Grade 1, a Grade 2, or a Grade 3, with Grade 1 being the highest. And this past weekend, we had six graded stakes, and also the weekend before, we had one. Did not do a show last week because of Christmas, but we're going to include that race in this week's broadcast. So we've got seven races to cover, so let's get started. Mm -hmm. And so the race that took place on December the 21st, 2019 at Gulfstream Park was the Grade 3 Mr. Prospector Stakes. This was a 7 furlong race on the dirt for 3-year-olds and up with a purse of $100,000. And
1: they're off in the Mr. Prospector. The two favorites both broke very smoothly as xy jet is challenged early by zenden castellano takes imperial hint in hand and home base is down toward the inside Diamond Oops is away from the top shelf in fifth, and he's three clear of the trailer, Lasting Legacy. Down the backstretch they go. It's the veteran campaigner XY Jet, who leads under Jaramillo with five furlongs left to run. Castellano comes off the flank to race in second with Imperial Hint, and Zenden is a three-wide third. Home base is now fourth, followed fifth by Diamond Oops, and three to the trailer, Lasting Legacy. Inside half a mile from home, and the two heavy hitters are only a length apart, with XY Jet getting the jump on Imperial Hint, who races in second. A gap of three descended in third, then home base in Diamond Oops, and lasting legacy starts to make up ground with an inside lane to the opening half mile. and forty three and four racehorse time and two very good racehorses arrive at the top of the stretch only a half length apart but now imperial hint as castellano goes to the afterburners and he leads now by two and a half diamond oops the danger on the outside second back to third and lasting legacy with an eighth of a mile to go diamond oops up alongside imperial hint who has to find a bit more lasting legacy is third xy jet backed up 16th to go diamond oops for the lead diamond oops for the win diamond oops and Baru, the winner of the Mr. Prospector. Lasting Legacy is up for second. Imperial hit third. And Zenden finished fourth in 121 and two.
0: Wow, those horses came to run in that race. Fractions in that first half mile were 43 seconds just over. Boy, they were cruising. And Diamond Oops gets up for the win. This is a really nice four-year-old gelding by looking at Lucky out of the why, 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 mare patriotic viva. Bred in Kentucky by Ken Hull Racing Stables, LLC. Owned by Diamond 100 Racing Club, LLC. Amy Dunn, DP Racing, LLC. And Patrick Biancon, LLC. Trained by Patrick Biancon. And ridden by Julian Laparou, And 12 career starts, Diamond Oops. Now has earnings of just over $646,000. Diamond Oops has competed very well at graded stakes level, and for his win in the Mr. Prospector stakes, he earned a 112 Equibase speed figure. Diamond Oops was a Keeneland Sales graduate in the 2015 November sale. He was a $42,000 RNA. And getting up for second was Lasting Legacy, five year old colt by Tapazar out of the Woodman Mare Sweet Tune, bred in Kentucky by Jack Swain III owned by Gary and Mary West, trained by Jason Service, and ridden by Irad Ortiz, Jr. In nine career starts, Lasting Legacy now has earnings of over $221,000. Lasting Legacy earned a 110 Equibase Speed figure for his win in the Mr. Prospector stakes. And Lasting Legacy was a 2015 Keeneland September sales yearling, where he sold for $200,000. And finishing third was the impressive multiple-graded stakes-winning Imperial Hint, bred in Florida by Shade Tree Thoroughbreds Incorporated, owned by Raymond Mamon and trained by Luis Cavaral, Jr., ridden by Javier Castellano, and 24 career starts. Imperial Hint has earnings now of over $2.2 million. Prior to his third-place finish in the Grade 3 Mr. Prospector Stakes, Imperial Hint has won two Grade 1 races this year. In September, he won the Vosburgh Stakes at Belmont Park. And in July, he won the Alfred G. Vanderbilt Handicap at Saratoga. And there were six graded stakes kicking off the racing action at Santa Anita Park to start their winter meet. And we started with race number five, which was the grade two San Antonio Stakes. This was going a mile and a sixteenth on the dirt for three-year-olds and up with a purse of $200,000. And they're off.
2: King Abner gets the first call, joined by Fight On, sprinting up, and Muggeritz is also prominent. Here's Gift Box moving through along the inside. Then comes draft pick on the outside of Gray Magician, and mid court is at the back end, very wide into the first turn. Gift Box takes over around the first turn and does so easily in front by three quarters of a length. King Abner will try to keep the favorite honest, and it's two and a half more back to fight on in third. Then Gray Magician fourth, four lengths off the lead. Muggeritz just outside of him, a length and a half to mid court, and inside of him, draft pick. Onto the backstretch in the San Antonio Stakes. And it's the Millionaire Gift Box dictating the terms. Widens to be in front by a length over King Abner second. Two and a half more to fight on third, followed by Gray Magician. Then Muggeritz. Victor Espinoza asks midcourt to get involved. He's six lengths off the lead, extreme outside. And draft pick is three behind him. Around the far turn, Gift Box has been there throughout. A half-length to King Abner, who's trying to come back for more. Three more lengths to fight on in third. Then Grey Magician, midcourt outside of him, takes forward, still has plenty of work to do. Another four back to draft pick, and Muggeritz drops out. Giftbox pestered by King Abner, now tries to shake loose and does so, and it's Giftbox in command with a furlong left to go. King Abner running a big race, Midcourt takes third, but it's a one-horse affair, Back-to-back back in the San Antonio for gift box under Joel Rosario, who simply outclassed the competition and strolls by four. King Abner, 2nd midcourt third, then fight on in Gray Magician.
0: And finishing first was the multiple-graded stakes-winning gift box. This six-year-old Kentucky bred by Twirling Candy out of the unbridled song Mayor Special Me was bred by Moxmer Hall, Craig, and Carrie Brogdon owned by Hironis Racing LLC, trained by John Sadler and ridden by Joel Rosario. In 18 career starts, Giftbox now has earnings of over $1.1 million, and Giftbox earned a 122 Equibase speed figure for his win in the Grade 2 San Antonio Stakes. The finishing second was the 5-year-old gelding King Abner, by Hansen out of the Salt Lake Mare Margarita Salt, bred in California by Golden Eagle Farm. Owned by Little Red Feather Racing, Summit Racing, LLC, Ticket to Ride, LLC, and Jackie Rojas. Trained by Philip D'Amato and ridden by Tyler Bays, King Abner has 23 career starts and earnings now of over $381,000. The finishing third was the four-year-old gelding Midcourt by Midnight Loot out of the French Deputy Mayor Mayo on the side. Bred in Kentucky by Dixiana Farms LLC, owned by CRK Stable LLC, trained by John Sheriffs and ridden by Victor Espinoza, Midcourt has eight career starts and earnings of over $222,000. Leading up to this Grade 3 San Antonio Stakes, Midcourt has won his last four races, including his last race at Del Mar, which was the Grade 3 Native Diver Stakes. And midcourt was a $450,000 2016 Keeneland September Yearling Sales Graduate. And next up at Santa Anita on December the 28th was the Grade 1 American Oaks. This was going a mile and a quarter on the turf for three-year-old fillies with a purse of $300,000
2: in the American Oaks. So much happy, and Apache princess sprinting out to battle early. Giza Goddess is up on the pace as well. Just in behind them, Mucho Unusual is fourth. Vibrance is on the far outside as the field heads into the stretch for the first time. And the leader is so much happy who drifted in and Mucho Unusual took up a bit. Here comes Vibrance on the outside now to pick up the running and she's in second behind So Much Happy. Apache Princess is racing in between horses, Giza Goddess is next, Lady Prancelot, only five lengths off the lead, KP Slickham next to her, and Pretty Point is at the back. So much happy, the big long shot shows the way by a length and a half. Vibrance is in second, Mucho Unusual has now settled down in a good spot third, only two and a half lengths or so off the lead. Apache Princess is just behind her, then comes Giza Goddess, she has five lengths to make up. Lady Prancelot yet to do her best running, another length and a half to KP, Slickham, and Pretty Point. Compact Group heads to the half mile pole in the Grade 1 American Oaks. So much happy the leader, three-quarters of a length. Vibrance is tugging at Abel Cedillo as they pass the half mile pole. Then it's Apache Princess, outside Mucho Unusual, Giza Goddess, three wide, four off the pace. Lady Prancelot is now called on she's in traffic currently KP Slickham just outside of her and pretty point around the far turn they go and Vibrance is up on the outside of So Much Happy they're stride for stride with a quarter of a mile to go. Mucho Unusual is awaiting some racing room. Giza Goddess is on the far outside Apache Princess is there and on the inside comes Lady Prancelot There are a furlong from on. Lady Prancelot finding room along the inside as Mucho Unusual takes the lead. Mucho Unusual, Lady Prancelot, head-in-head head for the wire. On the outside, Mucho Unusual, Lady Prancelot, Lady Prancelot, brilliantly written by Joe Bravo to win the American Oaks. Mucho Unusual was a huge second. Then it was between Pretty Point and Giza Goddess, battling out third and fourth.
0: And beautifully written by Joe Bravo to win grade one American Oaks was the multiple graded stakes winning Lady Prancelot. Bred in Ireland by Tally Ho Stud. Owned by Craig Arntz, Josie Arntz, Donald Rondo, Jules Ivaron, Michael Ivaron, and Jerry McClenahan. Trained by Richard Baltus. Lady Prancelot is by Sir Prancelot out of the Hatif Mare, Nacra. In 17 career starts, Lady Prancelot has earnings of over $541,000. Lady Prancelot earned a 102 Equibase Speed Figure for her win in the American Oaks. Lady Prancelot sold for $11,000 in the 2017 Tattersell's September Yearling Sale. And running a very strong second was Mucho Unusual. She's by Mucho Macho Man, out of the Unusual Heatmare Not Unusual. bred in California by George Krikorian. Owned by George Krikorian and trained by Tim Yachtin. Beautifully ridden by Joel Rosario. And in 11 career starts, Mucho Unusual has earnings of over $445,000. And Mucho Unusual was a 2017 Keeneland September sales graduate where she RNA'd for $170,000. And rounding out the field for third was Pretty Point. This Kentucky bred by Point of Entry. Out of the street boss mare Pretty Siree, bred by Adina Springs, owned by Dave Bowden, Sabine Butchler, and Gary Thompson. Trained by Patrick Gallagher and ridden by Mike Smith. And in nine starts, Pretty Point has earnings of over $81,000. <laughs> And next up at Santa Anita on December the 28th was the Grade 1 La Brea Stakes. This was a seven furlong race on the dirt for three-year-old fillies with a purse of $300,000. And they're
2: off in the La Brea Stakes. Stirred is hustled between horses. Mother Mother has the lead, however. Belafina now rushes up in between rivals. And free cover close down at the rail. Now a joint second. Behind this group, Delmar May is about four or five lengths off the lead. Motion to motion just outside of her. First star is down at the rail. Four lengths in front of Bell's the one. And hard not to love at the back of the field. Bella Fina controls it down the back stretch. She's in front by a length and a half. Mother Mother is in second. And free cover at the rail third motion emotion three and a half lengths off the pace first star trying to make some progress down at the rails stirred between rivals delmar may has lost a little bit of ground bells the one is moving up while three wide and from the back of the field hard not to love is also starting to rally bella fina And mother, 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 firing a big shot on the outside of Bellafina at the top of the stretch. Bellafina called on now. Four lengths back to hard not to love. There's an eighth of a mile to go. Bellafina, mother, mother, and hard not to love continues to storm home on the outside. Hard not to love from well out of it has taken command close to home, and it's hard not to love. Mike Smith in the record book. As she wins the La Brea Stakes. Bella Fina was second. Mother Mother finished third in front of first star and Bell's the one.
0: And hard not to love put Mike Smith into the record books with his 216th grade one win. Tying the all-time record by Hall of Famer Jerry Bailey. What a brilliant stretch run. This filly just tore up the turf coming down the stretch. She is by Hardspun, out of the vindication mare loving vindication. Bred in Ontario by Anderson Farms, Ontario Incorporated. Owned by Mercedes Stables, LLC, West Point Thoroughbreds, Scott Dilworth, Dorothy Ignordo, David Ignordo, and Steve Mooney. Trained by John Sheriffs and ridden by Mike Smith. Hard Not to Love has five career starts. She's finished in the money in all five starts, and she's got earnings over $288,000. She's got four firsts and one third hard not to love so for $400,000 at the 2017 Keeneland September yearling sales and she earned a 112 equibase speed figure for her win in the Grade 1 La Brea Stakes. So the final time on this race was 122.17. These were 3-year-old fillies going 7 furlongs on the dirt. So keep that in mind as we review the Malibu Stakes coming up in just a bit. And finishing second was the brilliant Bellafina, by Quality Road, out of the Malibu mare Akron Moon, bred in Kentucky by J S M Equine LLC, owned by Kaleem Shaw Incorporated, Mrs. John magnaire Michael Tabor, and Derek Smith, trained by Simon Callahan and ridden by Victor Espinoza. Bellafina now has 13 career starts and earnings of over 1.4 million dollars. The class of the three-year-old fillies, Bellafina, has 12 graded stakes races to her credit. Nine of those are grade one races. She's never finished worse than fifth, with six firsts, three seconds, and one third. Bellafina was a 2017 Keeneland September yearling, where she RNA'd for 220000 and then in 2018, she did sell for 800000 at the Pazig-Tipton two-year-old and training sale in March. And finishing third was Mother Mother by Pioneer of the Nile out of the Lionhearted Mayor Mother. Bred in Kentucky by T.F. Van Meter. Owned by Old Bones Racing Stables, LLC. Barry Hall, Barry Lipman, and Mark Matheson. Trained by Bob Baffert and ridden by Joel Rosario. In nine career starts, Mother Mother has earnings of over $315,000. And Mother Mother was a 2017 Keeneland September sales graduate, where she sold for $450,000. And the next call to the post at Santa Anita on December the 28th was for the Robert J. Frankel Stakes. This was a grade three race going a mile and an eighth on the turf for three-year-olds and up fillies and mares with a purse of $100,000. And
2: they're off in the Robert J. Frankel to a smooth beginning. Streak of Luck and Harmless are the first two out of the gate. Harmless now takes the lead. Miss Tour moves up on the outside to claim second. Just behind them, Excellent Sunset is fourth and down at the rail. Mirth will be off the pace today. She's in between rivals, joined and passed by Curlin's Journey, who's about four lengths off the lead. Don't Blame Judy is tugging just a bit on the outside of Tiny Tina. Into the first turn they go, approximately seven-eighths of a mile to run, and it's harmless dictating terms. Leads by a length and a half. Miss Tour is in second. They're followed by Streak of Luck, racing on the inside of Curlin's Journey. Curlin's Journey about four lengths off the lead. Excellent Sunset is pulling just a bit on the inside of Mirth. Tiny Tina is next, and don't blame Judy. Seven lengths covers the field. Down the back stretch they go in the Robert J. Frankel. And it's harmless. Who's been there every step of the way? Miss tour a length back second with a half mile to run. Another two and a half to streak of luck in third. Curlin's Journey's had a good trip in fourth. Has four lengths to make up at this point. Excellent Sunset is right together with Mirth in between those two. Tiny Tina is trying to launch a bid. And another length and a half to Don't Blame Judy. It's still harmless with a quarter of a mile to go. Miss tour is in second. Mirth circling up four wide with her run. Curlin's journey is just in front of her at this point. Excellent sunset is down at the rail. They're a furlong from home. And Mirth is coming for the lead. Has to fend off Tiny Tina, who is closing resolutely on the outside. Tiny Tina and Mirth. Tiny Tina takes the lead close to home. Mirth fighting on very gamely. Tiny Tina or Mirth. Photo finish. Mirth came right back on the inside of Tiny Tina. It's very close between those two. Excellent sunset, and don't blame Judy, battling out the miners along with Curlin's journey.
0: Wow, what a finish. Mirth had it. Tiny Tina looked like she took it. And then Mirth fought back and grabbed the win there at the end. What a finish. Mirth is by Colonel John out of the French Deputy Mayor Dies Delight. Bred in Pennsylvania by Barlar, LLC owned by Little Red Feather Racing, trained by Philip D'Amato, and ridden by Mike Smith. In 18 career starts, Mirth has earnings of over $395,000. Mirth is a multiple-graded stakes-winning mare. She won the Rodeo Drive Grade 1 stakes at Santa Anita in September, the Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Turf Grade 1. She finished 6th, and then here she won the Grade 3 Robert J. Frankel stakes earning a 111 Equibase speed figure. Running a fierce race, almost winning it, but finishing second was Tiny Tina by Patty Oprado out of the benchmark mare, Tenacious Tina, bred in Kentucky by Marjorie Dye and Alex Veneri, owned by Alex Veneri Racing Incorporated and Anthony Venticola. Tiny Tina was also trained by Philip D'Amato and ridden by Javier Castellano. So, Philip demano had the first and second place finishes in this race. Tiny Tina has 17 starts and career earnings of just over $193,000. The finishing third was Excellent Sunset. Bred in Ireland by Raba Bloodstock Limited. Owned by Christopher Dunn, Abadanza Racing LLC, Mark Taylor and Chris Johnson. Trained by Richard Baltus and ridden by Joel Rosario. Excellent Sunset is by the Australian sire Exceed and Excel, out of the street cry mare, Sunset Avenue. In 16 career starts, Excellent Sunset has earnings of just over $177,000. She sold as a yearling in 2015 at Tatter Sales for $112,000. And then in 2017 in the horses and training sale at Tatter Sales, she sold for Mm $4,800. then came the call to post for the Malibu Stakes. Race number nine at Santa Anita on December the 28th, 2019. This was a grade one race going seven furlongs on the dirt for three-year-olds with a purse of
2: $300,000. And they're off in the Run Happy Malibu. Manny Wah comes out running for the lead. Complexity gets a nudge and much better flashing his foot along the inside. Much better is now up to take the lead. Complexity is in second as they get to the main track. Manny Wah close up third. Omaha Beach is fourth, about four lengths off much better, and another three back to Roadster. They're heading to the half mile pole in the run happy Malibu, chasing much better who has scampered clear to be in front by four lengths complexity tracking nicely in second maniwa here comes omaha beach cruising right into contention and omaha beach and complexity are right together cutting into much better's lead and omaha beach has gone right on by without being asked to do so omaha beach is the new leader in the run happy malibu and mike smith is just sitting still maniwa second complexity back to third roadster running on late They're at the top of the stretch, and Omaha Beach, Manny Wa putting in a stellar effort along the inside, Roadster finishing nicely as well, but it's all about Omaha Beach as they come to the 16th pole. What a classy individual Omaha Beach is, and he is going to gallop home as Santa Anita Park salutes the living legend Mike Smith, the all-time leader in grade one victories. Roadster was second. Maniwa finished third.
0: And so Mike Smith passes Jerry Bailey for all-time grade one wins. With this win on Omaha Beach, if you remember, he tied Jerry Bailey two races ago in the La Brea Stakes, same track, same distance, on three-year-old fillies. Here in the Malibu Stakes, Omaha Beach did what was expected of him and just outclassed the field, ridden in hand by Mike Smith down the stretch. Omaha Beach is by war front out of the Seeking the Gold mare Charming, bred in Kentucky by Charming Syndicate, owned by Fox Hill Farms Incorporated, trained by Richard Mandela and ridden by Mike Smith. Omaha Beach has 10 career starts. He's been in the money in all 10 of those. He's earnings now of over 1.6 million dollars. I was able to sit down and talk with Mark Toothacre, the stallion sales manager over at Spinthrift Farms, where Omaha Beach will retire to stud later in 2020, and here's that conversation. So I'm talking with Mark Toothacre here at Spinthrift, and we're going to talk about Omaha Beach. So um, tell us a little bit about the race that he just won, and uh, I thought that was pretty impressive. Well, right. Richard felt like oh <laughs> day was you know I mean
3: uh, uh Richard felt like you know the horse was really coming to the race yeah. on top of his game, you know the other day, he worked extremely well, then he came back and when they cancelled the racing and backed it up from opening day on the twenty sixth to the twenty eighth Richard had a little bit more time, so he decided he'd go ahead and give him a little three eighths of a mile blowout. Well, mm-hmm. there was a lot of horses working that day and and so what happened was is, you know, Bob had Axeman, uh Baffert that was working they weren't working in company. Axeman had broke off in front of him and uh, as, as Omaha Beach went around there he picked up Axeman yeah. There in the lane, and you know he was just determined to to run by him, yeah. and uh, that's what he did. And then you you look up, and he you know he blows out in thirty four. Wow. uh So it was an amazingly fast three eighths. But he did it well within himself. And as Richard said, you know he just had to had to go by that horse, yeah. and uh he did. And you know he really had him sharpened up for the race. And, and of course, you know when we drew outside, you know you felt like Bob, you know had three horses in the race. Yeah. He was gonna. Gonna put one on the lead, yeah. You yeah. know, see what else see what else, you know, happens when the gate opens because right. you never know. But it was perfect setup on the outside. Mike just bided his time and yeah, you know, rolled up there four wide when he pushed the button on him and then never asked him to run and you know, won a race about as easy
0: as you can win. It was amazing. He, he didn't even move. You know, he came around that turn, he didn't his hands never moved. <laughs> it was extremely it was impressive. Incredible. Yeah, no doubt. it was. It was really cool tremendous race. So, well, Omaha Beach, so he's coming in to, uh, so I guess his next race is going to be the Pegasus. The
3: Pegasus. He's going to actually ship down there tomorrow. Okay. So, he'll uh, he'll leave Santa Anita and he'll do all of his preparation in Gulf, down at Gulf Stream. So, okay. Okay. Uh, I know Richard's going to spend as much time down there as he can with him and uh, we want to get him used to the weather down there and, you know, yeah. that surface and, uh, you know, give it our best effort to be able to, you know,
0: end his career, you know, with with a fourth grade one win. That would be awesome. Is he, um, do we know yet who he's going to be facing? Well, I mean, we've
3: seen some who's who's, you know, who could possibly be coming and uh, down there on the race and, uh, you know, the the hard spun colt that won, you know, out there won the Breeders' Cup mile. I know he's a horse that, you know, could possibly show up in there and, you know, he's a nice horse, no doubt about it. And, you know, war stories been mentioned. You know, there's been, you know, I, I think the list of problems I saw, there was four or five, Yeah. you know, horses that
0: certainly tough competitors, that'll, it's yeah. not gonna be an easy race. Right, right, right. Well, um, let's talk a little bit about 2020 <clears throat> and uh, his uh, time at Stud, when he entered Stud, We are talking about, how his he book, he's already booked full. <laughs> he, and, uh, we had the most,
3: uh, uh, people wanting to breed the horse of any of any oh, staying we've ever had I, I mean it's them. just yeah. unbelievable we had you know 500 requests yeah uh and it was very difficult to sit down and try to sort through those mares and and yeah. keep your clients happy you know <laughs> because we you know we're proud ourselves and you know being the breeders farm we want to take care of the folks that have taken care of us over the years and so, it certainly was uh, painstaking to go through those mayors. And, yeah. you know, there's some great friends of mine that unfortunately I couldn't get a spot. And yep. the same thing with the rest <laughs> of the sales team, you know. <laughs> so, you hate to disappoint your friends, and, but we were just overwhelmed. And it really, the only way we could fairly do it was just kind of go through the mayors, mayor by mayor, right. and right. base it on, you
0: know, well, what does this mayor look like compared to what else you've got? Sure, sure. He has such a tremendous family. I, the, I was looking at his pedigree before. I came over here and the just talk a little bit about his his family. I mean, well, it's he,
3: one of the best families in the stud book, and uh, you know you start looking. Half sister wins the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, and then you know you just go back on through. It's just it's the who's who, yep. you know, of uh, of our stud book. So mm-hmm. we're very excited. That was one of the reasons that we stretched on him. Is not only was a a war front, but you know you take in the... All of the account of, of you know, we'll take charge and take charge Indy and and just on and on and on with take the success Brandy, right? and take charge Brandy yeah. and the family as well yeah. and I mean it just you you uh, it's it's an amazing pedigree very very deep there and you, uh, you know compliment that with his great looks and yeah. you know it's a yeah he brought a lot of money to Mr Porter <laughs> uh, Mr Porter cashed in very well but yes. you know when you're buying a horse. Ahead of the Derby with that pedigree and that looks,
0: you know, you know, it's going to be expensive. Oh man, yeah. Well, we were talking about how um, we always think about what might have been had certain things not happened, but we have to deal with what has been. So, um, talk a little bit about his injury last year that, you know, or this year actually, prior to the Derby. Well,
3: is you know one of those things we went down for the Rebel, watched this horse win a very hard fought race and. Flew back down for the Arkansas Derby, and saw him win again, and you know, Richard Mandel, a long time trainer for Mr. Hughes, uh, you know, trained Beholder for us, and, and so many others, and you know, Richard's telling us, you know, this horse is as talented as any horse he's ever trained, and so, you know, you get extremely excited. You know, we we were in a very competitive bidding war uh, with Mr. Porter and, and other farms here in Lexington that wanted to acquire the breeding rights, and. Yeah so you know you you wind up landing this horse you go over and you're watching breeze the week before the race it's an unbelievable breeze and you just couldn't be any more excited you feel like you know you've got the derby winner here in your hands uh you're so excited you start thinking about dreaming about you know we're going to be standing the kentucky derby winner with all that pedigree and all those looks and then you know you do the post draw and then the next thing you know you know this horse (laughs) has got an entrapped apoglottis and uh so then, you know, the surgery uh went well initially, but then he got an infection and then mm-hmm. that backed it up and then he wound up uh getting close to a race and got a virus that went through at Del Mar. Oh yeah. And so it was just kind of one thing on another that backs you up. And so, you know, you go from on top of the mountaintop feeling like you've absolutely got the horse yeah. to still feeling like you've got the horse but you've had all these oh, yeah. setbacks. And yeah. so it's uh it was you know, absolutely the emotional roller coaster for all of us. Yeah. Uh, the only time I've been that sick <laughs> is, you know, when we got called the week of the Breeders' Cup Classic when Beholder was going to run against American Pharaoh. Oh, and yes. Uh, yes. and she wound up getting sick yes. and not being yeah. able to run. And and uh, and so I remember, you know, just the gut punch when that happened. And this was the same thing with Omaha. You just are beside yourself, sick oh, that yeah. you're not going to get to run the horse, and then. When you see the outcome of the race you know and everything that went took place transpired there you know you're like well maybe it was a blessing you yes. know that you know a horse could have got hurt and right. all of that melee yeah. uh fortunate enough everybody seemed to come out of that race fairly well but it you know it certainly could have been a disaster yeah. and you know you get thinking well maybe things happen for a reason and yeah. you know you, yeah. you're disappointed but you know we've always felt like he's the best horse and you know, now we feel like he's proven it. Now that we've gotten him back to the races, uh, he's had, you know, three very good races. He won two of them. The other race, he, he probably bounced a little bit off of that uh-huh. huge effort off the layoff. He was just a little sluggish, and yeah. that track was really playing the speed. And, you know, not to make any excuses for him, the horse probably just bounced. Uh, sure. He just didn't look like. Uh, you know what you expected, but he did run home. You know to finish second. Yeah, uh, and so you know we'll get a chance to reverse the tables on that horse in yeah. the yeah. Pegasus. It looks like. Yeah,
0: it just and it it just shows you over what you just discussed about how everything has to line up just so perfect. It does for these horses to do what you know they can do. Right, absolutely. So divided, everything lines <laughs> right. up the way it does. So. Well, in Richard we trust. Yes. You know, we say. He's,
3: Richard's as good a trainer That's as there good. is out there anywhere in the world, and we're glad he trains for us. That's
0: fantastic. Well, Mark, thanks so much for chatting with me today. I'm I, uh, looking forward to seeing uh, Omaha run in the past. Us too. Thank you so much. so much. It's always a pleasure to chat with the guys over at Spin Thrift Farm. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. And finishing second in the Malibu Stakes was Roadster, the three year old colt by Quality Road out of the Silver Ghost Mare, Ghost Dancing. Roadster was bred by Stone Farm in Kentucky, owned by Speedway Stable LLC, trained by Bob Baffert, and ridden by Joel Rosario. Roadster has nine career starts with earnings of over $812,000. Roadster is a multiple-graded stakes-place horse. He's run quite well in his career. And Roadster was a $525,000 Keeneland September yearling in 2017. The finishing third was another Bob Baffert trainee, Manny Wah, bred in Kentucky by Martha Jane Mulholland and Moto Tessio Equine, LLC. Written by Channing Hill and owned by Susan Moulton, Manny Wah is by will-take-charge out of the proud citizen mayor, Battlefield Angel. Manny Wah has 14 career starts with earnings of over $271,000. And Manny Wah was a 2017 Fasig-Tipton yearling where he sold for $175,000. And rounding out the graded stakes action at Santa Anita on December the 28th, 2019 was the Mathis Brothers Mile Stakes. This was a grade two turf race going a mile for three-year-olds with a purse of $200,000.
2: And they're off in the Mathis Brothers Mile. Neptune Storm in the center of the course. Here's Never Easy hustled hard up to take the lead now and Never Easy. Confronted extreme outside by Bob and Jackie. Kingley is in the firing line, too, and the pace is wicked. Neptune Storm also battling. Kingley drops off that very serious pace up front. Just behind them comes Ocean Fury, six lengths off the lead. Sash guided off the rail in the red colors, a length and a half back to Originaire. Then it's three more back to Barrister of the Bold racing on the inside of Loafers Boy. A three wide Mo Forza is now tugging. He's well behind in the early stages. And at the back of the field is proud Pedro. Down the back stretch they go, and the leader is never easy by a half length Neptune Storm, prompting from second with less than a half mile to run now. At the rail, Ocean Fury inches a little bit closer. Kingly racing between horses. Bob and Jackie is just outside of that pair, reclaiming third around the far turn with about three lengths to make up. Mo Forza has to go five wide around the turn. He just went by Sash, who's losing some ground. Down at the rail, Originaire is looking for some racing room, nowhere to go with this. Point two in front of Proud Pedro as the field turns for home. Mo Forza on the outside with a sustained bid it is up to take the lead, drifts in just a bit, but takes control with a furlong left to go. Neptune Storm is in second. There's clear sailing for Originaire who's finishing strongly. Mo Forza's clear, however, and it's Mo Forza. The winning streak continues as he takes the Mathis Brothers mile. Originaire closed stoutly for second. The miners among Neptune Storm, Barristan the Bold, and Proud Pedro.
0: And Mo Forza keeps his winning streak going. He's won four races in a row. In September he won a maiden special weight. In November he won the Qatar Twilight Derby, grade two race. And then again in November he won the Hollywood Derby, a grade one race. And here he wins the Grade 2 Mathis Brothers Mile Stakes. Mo Forza is by Uncle Mo out of the unusual heat mare Inflamed, bred in Kentucky by Barty Farms, owned by Barty Farm and OG Boss, trained by Peter Miller and ridden by Joel Rosario. Mo Forza has 9 career starts with winnings now of just over $499,000. Uncle Moe is one of my favorite stallions, and if you ever get to Kentucky, you need to go see him. He's quite beautiful. And finishing second was the Irish-bred colt Originaire by Zophony out of the pivotal mare Polly Perkins, bred by Vernal and Gillian Koshla, owned by B.G. Stables, trained by Jeff Mullins, and ridden by Umberto Rispoli. In 14 career starts, Origineer has earnings of over $152,000. Origineer was a 2017 Goffs Orby yearling, where he sold for $59,000. And then, at the Tatter Sales February sale in 2019, he sold for $96,000. The finishing third was Neptune's Storm. His three-year-old cult is by Stormy Atlantic, out of the Ephraim Immortal Life, bred in Kentucky by Tracy Farmer, owned by a large partnership, trained by Richard Baltus, and ridden by Abel Cedillo. In 15 career starts, Neptune Storm now has earnings of over $637,000. His last six starts have all been graded stakes, and he's finished in the money in all six of those starts. And that's going to do it for the weekend of December the 28th, 29th, 2019. My name is Dan Davidson, and I hope that your horses are leading when you see them come running down the stretch. See you next time.